0: Welcome to today's edition of the Blazing Grace Show with your trio of hosts, Jason Grace, Rob McIntyre, and Mike Janone. Blazing Grace covers blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Here are your hosts, Jason, Rob, and Mike. Here we
1: are again, another day of the Blazing Grace Radio Show. Mike, how are you doing? I'm rocking and rolling. How about you, Robert? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hey, we got a great guest again. Shelly's back with us.
2: Shelly, Hi, thanks
1: for having me. Howdy. you got a lot of stuff going on in your life. So uh, if our listeners uh, don't remember, this is Shelley Lubin. And uh, Shelley, why don't you just kind of tell us what's been going on with you? Uh, our listeners always, uh, as far as you out there in radio land, if you want to, you can always go to our website and pull up at our, our archive shows at oneplace.com or blazinggrace.org to listen to our past shows of Shelley. Shelly, what's been going on with your life?
2: Well, God's really opened the doors for me to tell my story um, nationally, even internationally. I was looking at my website stats, comparing them to 2004, and it started out with about 753 people a year, and now I have over 100,000 people a year and over 93 countries visiting. Wow! So we know that's God. And I didn't even know that he had all this planned for me, but it seems my story is really helping a lot of people not view porn. And also on the other flip side of the coin is I'm helping people... Understand um, why they're in the sex industry and how to get out, and so uh, one of those doors God is opening is He's allowed me um, this past year to do several to be filmed in several documentaries, and one of them that is coming out next year, which is really going to make a major impact, is called Traffic Control.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, is this a, this you said this is a documentary?
2: Yes, they call it a documentary movie. It's at trafficcontrolthemovie.com. And it's just a, um, actually one of the hosts is a CNN correspondent, so CNN is involved, and also the founder of Unix um, operating systems is uh, one of the people who are backing the film. So this is backed by some powerful people and excellent, very professional um, filmmakers. It's just awesome. They have all these different voices speaking. Some are from Hollywood, some are from world-renowned psychologists, and then there's little old me. Mm-hmm. And my family are in it, and it's just really neat. I get to showcase what Jesus Christ has done for me by showing off my beautiful family. I talk about um, pornography, and um, so I've seen the rough cut, and it's awesome. But what really struck me was the youth they had filmed. Mm -hmm. Interesting, in one of the clips that you can find at TrafficControlTheMovie.com, Dave Cummings, a porn actor who's about 60-something odd years old, He says that he doesn't really believe that teens viewing porn is out of control and that it's just a small percent, maybe after school. And then right after that scene, some youth come in and said they're all 15 years old. And they said, oh, we know everybody our age that views it and that they use their camera phones to even take naked pictures or um, even record um, each other having sex. That is totally normal for 15-year-olds. So this movie really exposes how pornography affects the youth in such a, a profound way, and so I've been just really uh, reaching out to the youth and understanding some of the statistics on the Internet. It's just blowing my mind. That, um, like, They even have chat lingo, the youth, uh, yeah. so that parents can't understand what they're doing online, like POS means parent over shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their own language online. Ninety-five percent of all 15 to 17-year-olds who have even gone online are exposed to pornography. They said right. they're not upset by it. It's not that big of a deal. Like they're becoming numb. They're they're going through what I went through in the sex industry. It's really no different.
1: And, and it's and it's so subversive and it's so subtle compared to what you went through. You had trauma that kind of mm-hmm. spurned you on to look for it. But a lot of these kids are just doing it out of curiosity.
2: Yes, and it's just slower. And trauma, it's a so- but it's the it's same result,
1: right? It's a socialization in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So so we're talking to a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one
2: thing i'm not ever going to be is a movie star because god would just smash me some more uh no thanks
1: well yeah in the right sense you, god yes. is using god is jesus is famous in your
2: life yes yeah, so i'm going to it's funny because someone had told me the lord says he's going to make your name famous throughout the land and i look back and i said no i'm going to make his name famous throughout the land
3: so is traffic control is that about exposing the fact that porn is now mainstream in every segment of america
2: yeah, pretty much. It's um, I love the name traffic control because it, what they're trying to do is get America to see first the horrible effects of porn on our nation and the world, but then also the founder of the Unix operating systems. He is often offer a he offers a free solution called CP80, which is actually um, to put pornography on its own port. It would no longer be part of the normal internet. It would have its own port, not like a triple X, not an own domain, but literally on separate ports. When you log on, you choose which Internet you want to be on. Hmm. And so um, this is actually an excellent solution because it doesn't say it is, you know, the ACLU and Free Speech Coalition are saying, you know, you're trying to censor us. No, we're not um, They can't really fight say that argument because what we're trying to do is offer different channels kind of like television would. So um, I really feel that law is going to get passed, and this movie is the main – I don't know how you'd say it, but it's it's catapulting this law being established and getting people to vote that direction. In fact, Congress and President Bush have already seen the rough cut, so I'm pretty excited, like, hey, you know – Do you know me? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, President Bush. But um, beyond that, I'm just really excited because I would love to see this this law get established. And you can go to cp80.org and learn more about it. I'm kind of speaking in layman's terms, but obviously they're more high-tech than I am. But I know that this movie is going to be huge and really impact that law getting established.
3: Most men that I come in contact who are struggling with pornography got hooked when they were 12, 13, and 14. And... To me, if we wait until to dress porn in the church until we're 20, 21, 30, we, it's way too late. We need to get down to our kids into the junior high level. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, I totally agree. God's been opening the door for me to speak to youth. And I wouldn't have, in fact, He did it after I had arrived at the church to speak. The church notified me when I was there, saying, You will be speaking to middle school age. I said, i um, never talked to 11 and 12 year olds about this. <laughs> so He really put me on the spot, or should I say, God did. But if so I told him, well, well, how do I say it? I mean, that was my first concern because I have an almost 10-year-old, and I would not talk to her this way. But he says these kids are viewing porn. You have to talk to them like you would the high schoolers. It was very hard for me, but sure enough, that altar was packed with teenagers, some 13, hmm. 14. And I remember a 15-year-old who came up to me and said he was a pedophile. And the number one prayer request of these kids is, how do I stop masturbating?
3: Wow. Please pray
2: for me, I'm masturbating, or please pray for me, I'm addicted to cyber sex. But they are so full of shame and guilt for masturbating that I just blew my mind. So this is the prayer request. It's weird, and I could have really study different ethnic groups. And the prayer request for your middle-class white youth, is that that's it.
3: So, Cheryl, let's let's say you're the pastor of a church. What would your approach be with the youth? What would you do?
2: Huh, well, I would definitely start educating youth and parents. I believe they need to be educated together. I really do, Mm -hmm. because what happened was they just had me talk to the youth, and all the youth said, could you talk to my parents? So first, I would probably want to educate the parents maybe first to let them know and then educate them together. I had a lot of youth the next day I spoke at church, bring their parents and say, talk to her. She understands me. So there's a gap between parents and kids, and I'm kind of like the gap girl, so I'm going to try and get parents (laughs) to understand a little (laughs) more about the Internet more about their teenager, what they really need, why this is happening to them, um, how to handle it. Let's not get mad and yell. A lot of my, girl, my daughter is 18, and her friends say the parents are angry with them, and so they want to come here and, and get help wow. from us instead. And I'm just like, you know, these parents just want to yell and get mad. It's just, it's const- it's just ignorance.
3: What right? do you mean they want to yell and get mad?
2: Because their child did porn on, online. Right. Um, so, so How dare you do that? I right. raised you better than that. And it's like, don't you understand, this is a snare. And probably the parents are viewing it, too. Or, you know what I mean? So it's funny how we're finding out. The parents, it's like they get mad at the child, but they know they have their own problems. Well, so you
1: they- know, about 15 years ago, I got into dealing with uh, methamphetamine when it was really starting to get big out in California as a narcotics detective. And it was interesting because... We really thought that this drug was going to beat all the other drugs, mm-hmm. you know, cocaine, mm-hmm. uh, crack, heroin. And and so we we teamed up with the DEA and just did this whole this whole blitz on it. And I've been on the radio uh, as a cop and in the past and stuff. And I hear what I'm hearing is the same thing about porn. But this is to a greater degree. Mm-hmm. Wow. One, one, it's not illegal Two, mm-hmm. But it, it. but the other thing is it has a greater impact on us emotionally and I think uh in in a greater impact on families than drugs because there's always that line between illicit drugs and legal drugs.
2: And drugs is unnatural whereas sex, sex is natural. Is exactly. And then drugs can be detoxed out of your system, but porn it takes years. So right. I'm kinda of telling everyone, listen, here's what I went through and what you're gonna go through if you don't listen to me.
1: Right. And I and I know the same thing for myself getting caught up in porn. So I think this movie, and I think it, the term traffic control is interesting because it is, and, and Shelly, we've talked about this in the past of what is behind the movie industry. I mean, these kids may be doing their own stuff, and we know that there's going to be pain in their behaviors that they're, they're taping and, mm-hmm. and doing the video phone and so on, but really what's behind in some of these third-world countries, behind the, the child porn, I mean, we're talking a lot of, a lot of pain. Yes. And a wow. lot of drug addiction and a lot of abuse, correct?
2: Yes, absolutely, and I, that's why I want to educate parents on what they can do now. I believe it has to do with pain and and the Internet as a snare. Um, there's all these kids online constantly. I mean, they live online, and parents, what's happening, I'm seeing two people working in the family, the mother and wife, and I'm seeing the kid come home. He can be on the computer in his room all night long. This is how it goes. And so they're being they're developed. And uh, they can't even relate.
1: Atmosphere. Right. So
2: we're just
1: putting our kids into like computers. Hey, Shelly. Well, it sounds like we were having some. Uh... Is, your, is your? Do you have a landline, a hard phone?
2: Yeah, yeah, I have a hard phone.
1: Okay, yeah, Are you, you were. Me? Yeah, you were getting. You're garbled. Your last couple of minutes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, for those listening out in radio land, due to technical difficulties, we did <laughs> not hear the last 15 <laughs> words from Shelly. So, Shelly, what were you saying? I'm sorry, we. You were garbled.
2: Oh, um, that the. Our generation of youth are becoming computer junkies, and they live online, literally. Right. And so what's happening is they cannot relate well or connect with humans anymore. Um, they're numb. That is so um, true. And, mm. and so, we're, I mean, they, their language is totally different. It's almost like we're creating a whole new species of mm-hmm. human beings, and so... When they're around me, I notice like some of my daughter's friends come over. um, They can't look me in the eye. They don't know how to shake my hand. They have Hmm. no confidence. But they feel great behind that computer screen. So I'm trying to work with parents to get that child out of that environment and get them involved in healthier um, activities.
3: Can you tell us any stories of um, conversations you've had with youth in this issue?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, They write me all the time, and many of them – if not all of them say, "My parents ignore me." Oh, that's that's probably number one. My parents ignore me, and so um, you know, and they're just desperate for love, just like mm-hmm. anybody else is. So um, they look to their parents. See, th- what they really want is they want God. There's, everyone's born a seeker, mm-hmm. but so, the way we see God at first is through our parents. So they see God as too busy and ignorant, and uh, and so when I try and talk to them about God, they can't get it.
1: Right. And, and, you know, the absent father, Mm -hmm. I've heard uh, just recently talking to a couple of clients where, you know, they're processing through their father wound and it's that absent father syndrome kind of thing. And And I
2: believe everyone has a father wound because ultimately father God is supposed to fill that hole. Right. So everybody's just filling it with the wrong thing, but this is real serious. This porn thing, this is going to take an entire generation out. And so, um, God's doing something else exciting in my life that, um, well, He's doing it. I'm getting it. I got offered or donated a new website that's going to be probably one of the largest, if not the largest, recovery center online for uh, sex addiction. Wow. Yeah, and so it's going to be up hopefully next week. And I had no idea. I thought someone was just going to design me a better design (laughs) site. But this has um, forums, blogs, chat room, workshops. In fact, I'm trying to get people to help me moderate it because it's too powerful um, for me to do alone. But we're going to deal in the areas of marriage, um, youth, um, porn addiction, sex addiction, sex industry workers. Any, really, I really feel Garrett and I, my husband and I, are called to help re educate the world on hmm. godly sex on the, right. on, and the right view of sex because we have that in our marriage. And God's healed me totally of that, um, of what America's going through right now. So it's kind of like I have the solution. And God's um, going to allow us to minister uh, to, all, to the world right. website. So it's a it's, um, very exciting time for us right now.
1: Well, Shelley, do you also feel that the, that God is allowing the church to be awoken to this issue?
2: Oh yeah, I uh, feel pretty strongly that um, I, I had a vision that everybody was asleep, but all of a sudden, as I was walking through. Uh, I've seen people start to yawn and wake up, so I really feel the Lord is waking the church up and mm-hmm. and we and those of us who have these types of ministries can 't be ignored god 's mm-hmm. really pouring <laughs> uh, like pouring favor out on our ministries um to where thousands of people are finding out about us in churches and even um and many of the pastors what 's happening they can 't handle um I hear pastors tell me all the time how many men come up on a daily basis mm-hmm. and say i 'm addicted to porn i 'm addicted to porn over and over and see they're they 're not equipped. So they right. need to reach out to us, and in the midst of that, they have to let down their own pride and religious right. beliefs in order to get real with God.
3: Yeah. Well, to me, at this time, in this age, the Church really needs bold action, and um, we, we talked about masturbation earlier, and Archibald Hart did a survey in The Sexual Man, where 60% of Christian married men are masturbating, I think, some one to four times a week. Wow. So um,
2: That's this... amazing. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I, I just took a polygraph. Uh, it be, it became my office policy, a voluntary policy, for us to take polygraphs as people who help people with sex addiction. Wow! And, and I'll tell you, I love it because I need that. I That's know
2: accountability. That's, <laughs> yeah, you know baby. What? That gives me an idea. We should like be selling that. <laughs> well,
1: well, Shelly, maybe yeah, maybe we need to talk. But you know, as a, <laughs> as an addiction therapist as well, you know, I offer this to men to bring true accountability because it's one wow. thing to say. Hey listen I'm I'm sober it's another to have an empirical piece of machinery that's 9297% accurate hmm. to prove that and and I know for me I, I spill my guts. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I snuck a hamburger the other night, and it broke my diet. You know, I have to. <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> you know, I I, I just fall. I, and and I think I had to confess confess a couple of rated R movies where I just kind of turned away. But I thought, man, that's going to show up. I know it. So, <laughs> so that's
2: wonderful. It's almost like see, I kind of have that with my husband. He's my polygraph test. Uh-huh. I can't I can't lie to him. So I said, oops, I had a list dot. Yeah, and he'll pray for me right on the spot. Um, but I believe that spirit of truth is kind of like that inbuilt um, gift that God gives us when we follow him. But I do feel the polygraph will really help people until they really can, are, are able to listen to that spirit of truth.
1: Well, yeah, and you know, I, I've also seen that the recovery process for the addict, it takes time for them to kind of get away from seeing the benefit, which is mm-hmm. deception of a lie. See, yes. people think that lying is going to benefit them, but the problem is, is it doesn't. It's like deferring taxes. <laughs> it only, it's only going to be a bigger price down at the end. Yes. So, so, you know, as people recover, and myself as a recovering addict, I had to get past the fact that Lion's not going to make me better off 10 years down the road. It's only going to make me worse off. Hmm. So the fact that I have a polygraph that keeps me structured, <clears throat> it, it really helps me. And, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm almost seven years into my recovery, and I've taken six polygraphs.
2: See, well, I'm kind of like, I, I really feel, maybe because I've been doing this 12 years, but I want God's favor, and he has mm-hmm. poured it out on me so much. It's like I don't even want to do anything to to mess that up, because I right. know what it feels like when I do, right. mm-hmm. and I just can't stand not to have his hand in everything I do. So I'm kind of, um, and I really believe it just comes down to what we're motivated by, uh-huh. yeah. and that's what motivates me.
3: Right. You know, one week before Ted Haggard, it, that that whole thing came out, mm. um, there was a pastor who was doing a PowerPoint presentation to his congregation, and oh, yeah. um, then a porn image popped up on screen in front of everyone, <gasps> and then he...
2: Oh my gosh, s- that's totally God. Oh, yeah. He had to, <laughs> yeah.
3: <clears throat> ended up having to step down, and you guys are talking about lying, but, I mean, the whole church has to come out, and we I think we have to let our reputation go down, and, and be bold and admit, you know, we Amen. are broken, we are struggling with this stuff, and we do need to deal with it. Well,
2: like my, my pastor, their church, their leadership's been struggling with porn, and um, all, and, God's, and here we are singing the congregation, they know about us, and the pastors came to me and says, you know what, um, we're all going to come clean with our problems, not my pastor personally, but some of his staff, and they all just got on stage, even the wives, and just totally let it all out mm. in front of all of us, and so I was just, wow you know and so our our church is totally going through and it's really neat because all of the people are coming up too i'm like what we need to do is we just need to get real and if you don't god will expose you anyways. i I see right now in in this particular time that god is exposing lies either we can do it or he's going to do it it's 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 revival though though. it is is. And, 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 and my
1: heart is even with the thing with ted haggard he's he was my pastor um, is that God would flan, fan the flame of Amen. revival. In the, and, and I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it with people wanting to come clean because they're starting to go, hey, if he can be exposed, then I can be exposed and better to, you know, take the steps towards that. So, Shelly, uh, we got a couple minutes left here. What, what would you like the listeners to hear from you as, as God is just using you in a powerful way?
2: Well, first of all I just request prayer because the spiritual warfare is uh is pretty amazing. This this year I've had attacks on two of my children that almost died. Hmm. Things like that. Um so I really, really covet prayers from people, um, because God's the God's gonna blow this thing out of the door and I, I just uh am amazed um that, that he uses someone like me who's in spite of myself. Mm-hmm. So I've never, ever really enjoyed such freedom in Christ before because I, I am not even near perfect, and yet he just keeps using me. So um, he's just really taught me a lot this year, really been growing me up. Um, so it's just been wonderful. I just really want people to um, to just please come to the website and uh, reach out. It's really a place because a lot of people, no matter how much you talk to them, they're just not going to come out. They're just right. not going to do it. Right. So I offer a safe place online, especially with this new recovery center website, for them to come and um, and and slowly just come out and get some help. You know, I always tell people, don't isolate yourselves. It's it's only going to get worse, and it's going to progress, and it's going to get worse until you hit bottom, and and who knows what bottom is. Hmm. So I always, if there's anything, I tell people, reach out to someone, and if you can't find anyone safe. My website and my team is always here to pray for people, mm. um, um, and we won't judge you.
1: Right. Wow. And, and we just want to let our listeners know, too, if you are struggling with sex addiction, uh, myself and Jason Graves also uh, do that counseling, and, and we definitely see a lot of miracles happen there in the office and, and being able to walk people through this. And, Mike, you've also got uh, ways to help people as well. So Oh,
2: we have to talk about his book his book, "Road to Grace, is the best book on a sex edition I've ever read. My daughters read it, bawled her eyes out. I've bawled my eyes out. My husband read it, and he doesn't even read books. He doesn't like to read a whole lot, but he loved this book so much. And so I've been telling everyone, this book is such an anointing on it, um, I just can't express enough, so please go to roadtograce.com <laughs> and buy this book.
1: That's great. And, and you know, we just want to uh, tell you, our listeners, we have just had a great couple of years doing this uh, show, and, Shell, you've been a big part of this. And as we're coming into the Christmas season, we don't want to forget that, you know, really true recovery is about knowing Jesus Christ, right? Amen. Amen. And, and uh, to be able to feel that in an intimate way, is powerful, and I know for myself, I, I could not have felt that if God hadn't taken me through this process. So, it is a great time to be a Christian, and it's a great time to um, just see people come to the Lord. And so, Shelly, what are you doing for the holidays?
2: I'm having Christmas at my house with my whole family for the first time since I was 17 years old.
1: Oh my gosh! So so, th- this and
2: God's is... done such a miracle. My parents now are part of my ministry team and sharing their testimony. Uh, My brother, um, me, we've been restored, and now it's really neat. My sister and I haven't really been close. Um, It was real hard for her when I told the testimony. But she's coming to my house this Christmas, and I'm just going to pour out so much love on her and her family. And So God told me he was going to restore my whole family, including extended family. So I'm very excited about this holiday.
0: That's great. Well, Merry Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas to you, too, and everyone listening.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Blazing Grace Show. We trust today's broadcast helps bring you closer to God and to what God desires for your life. Blazing Grace is a listener-supported mission intended to help listeners around the world. Your support is vital in keeping that mission alive. We ask you to prayerfully consider sending a tax-deductible gift to Blazing Grace. It would be gratefully appreciated. You can send your monetary gift to Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 625 625- Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. That's Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. Want to learn more about Blazing Grace? Find us on the internet at www Blazinggrace.org. That's W B L A Z I N G G-R-A-C-E dot O-R-G forward slash radio.htm. On that page, you'll find a downloadable copy of this show, or you can visit oneplace.com under Ministries. Look for Blazing Grace Radio. If you want help resolving a sexual addiction, you can reach Rob McIntyre and Jason Graves toll-free by dialing 877-590-SOL. That's 8 7 75907685 Desire for a specific subject to be covered on Blazing Grace? Tell Mike Janung what you want covered. You can email Mike at Mike, the symbol at blazinggrace.org. We look forward to sharing more blazing issues and grace-filled answers next time. Thanks once again for listening, and may God shine his grace upon you.
3: So we're going to bring this thing back up again and let's start that life together, all of us. A life completely passionate and abandoned to Jesus. Are you with me? It's time to be free to live for God, free to run.